Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. What's known as a spirit bear was spotted on an Upper Peninsula trail cam this past weekend, which has people excited, but not for the same reasons. We are the youngest and the most dependent to the land. We need our plant and animal relatives in ways that they don't need us. White animals are considered sacred to many indigenous cultures. How did this bear get its name and is the sighting a sign? This is The Daily J. I'm Zach Clark. According to the Michigan Department of Natural Resources, there are about 10,000 bears in the Upper Peninsula alone. So seeing one wouldn't be that big of a deal, albeit a little scary. But what happens when one of those bears is literally a one in a million occurrence? And beyond that, what happens when that animal is captured on camera? I mean, it looks like it's pretty much an all-white coloration. It's right around its neck. It's got a little bit of cream color or orange tint to it. But it also looks like it has skin pigment. You can see it's got kind of a dark nose, dark eyes, which would indicate to us that it you know, wouldn't be an albino bear where we'd expect to see pink eyes and a lack of all pigmentation in its skin. And so what it really reminds us of, or what we kind of think it, it could be similar genetics to, would be the Kermode bears, which are up in British Columbia. And those basically have, you know, a, a white to cream colored coat with skin pigment. So we're not sure if it might be the, you know, a similar genetic mutation that created it here. But pretty cool to see something that I certainly haven't seen in Michigan. That right there, that's the voice of Cody Norton, and he is a large carnivore specialist with the Michigan Department of Natural Resources talking about that spirit bear. Remember, Cody said the bear was not an albino. Part of what makes the spirit bear so rare is that the white coloration is a double recessive gene, and that means both parents have to have the gene to pass it along to the offspring. That is why this bear is so rare, and because of how rare it is, Cody says they don't know a ton about the animal. I think as of right now, it's really cool. Nice to know it's here. You know, if we're ever able to get a sample from it and actually be able to dive into the genetics, that would be really neat to see if it's, you know, a similar mutation or different from those other white bears up in British Columbia. But, you know, until that time, it's it's more something that we can get some neat photos of and, and maybe try to keep track of over time. The footage of that spirit bear was captured on land that originally belonged to the Ashinaabe tribe that is native to the area. I wasn't able to speak with somebody from the Ashinaabe for this episode, but I did speak with Megan Pizer. She's a citizen of the Choctaw Nation of Oklahoma and an Oakland University professor. I, of course, can't speak for the Anishinaabe, the original shepherds of the land here in what we currently call Michigan, but spirit animals or white representations of common animals have a long history 
in Indigenous culture and practice and understanding as, as being messengers, but they're also very famously involved in Indigenous uprisings for our own sovereignty and our own rights. Sightings of ghost buffalo and white buffalo were an important part of a growth of a pan Native American movement in the, the 1870s that included the ghost dance and lots of Native folks were gathering together from different tribes to practice this ghost dance that was foretold would conquer or take away our invaders and reawaken our slaughtered ancestors and buffalo herds. And the U.S. Army was very worried about this. Um, and it eventually culminated in the massacre at Wounded Knee, um, where General Custer and his army killed Sitting Bull and over 300 Americans. Earlier in the episode, Cody Norton from the DNR was talking about wanting to learn more about the bear, which is pretty common for a scientist. It is their job to learn about the things that they study. But for Megan from the Choctaw Nation of Oklahoma, the spirit bear of which we speak, it's not science. A lot of these headlines are saying that this is a rare thing, and those things always lead me to ask, rare for whom? Just because it's rare for modern-day scientists to see this type of animal relative doesn't mean it's necessarily rare for Indigenous folks who've been living in close relationship to our animal relative for time immemorial. And so thinking about Indigenous knowledge as science, we can understand this relative coming to us in this time and place as a message, but also not as a scientific oddity. It's rather an important manifestation. So I think in science, we tend to say this is a deviation from the norm, or we want to like do this like extraction, you know, we, we want to like get DNA and we want to study it rather than let the animal relative lead us itself or understand that we're maybe not supposed to have that knowledge and its message is something else. I'm not here to argue with the indigenous people of Michigan or anywhere for that matter, but what Megan said did leave me wondering, isn't learning a good thing? Of course it is, Megan tells me, but there's more than one way to learn. We're inquisitive. We want to learn things, and you learn things by taking other things apart, whether it's a computer or, in this case, an animal. And it almost seems like what you're saying is there's more value in the mystery. Um, I'm also saying that there's more than one way to learn. You know, we don't have to learn by taking things apart. That's a very extractionist, colonialist idea. We can learn by instead being a part of the land, a part of the community of plants and animals that, that humans are just one being of. So taking the animal apart or taking its DNA is not the only way we can learn from it. We can learn through respectful observation of how it's interacting. You know, one of these articles was talking about how these white bears are great fishers because when the salmon look up, the bear blends in with the clouds in the sky. So these are important ways that we can still learn without practicing destructive and disruptive take it apart kind of ways of learning. Here's the thing. Megan tells me that indigenous people view plants and animals in a much different light, which you've heard her mention. And the way said people view the animals, it leads them to a kind of respect that has them keeping a distance. Generally speaking, indigenous understandings of our relationships to our plant and animal relatives is a knowledge that we two-legged are the youngest, the most dependent, and the newest to the land. And so we need our plant and animal relatives in ways that they don't need us. So rather than this typically Christian, Adam is in charge of the garden, he names all the plants and animals, 
understanding of relationships between humans and land and plant animal relatives, we see ourselves as always needing to learn from, be led by and taken care of by our plant and animal relatives. And that leads us into a position of humility and great respect for the knowledge that plant and animal relatives carry that we can learn from but we don't fully understand or have ourselves. The one question I've not asked yet is why? Why did this bear appear when it did? Science, nature, instinct, those would all be acceptable answers, right? But what if the spirit bear's appearance is not just an act of science or a coincidence? I thought it was really exciting. I think what struck me is that we're really in an important time where we're thinking about climate change and thinking about these things. And this, to me, it just was, it was another reinforced message. It was a highlight of how important it is for us to be paying attention to our plant and animal relatives, that they know what's happening, that they are living in and through climate change and, and through the land in such a firsthand way that often as humans, we aren't anymore. And when our animal relatives are calling our attention to them in such a really strong way, I think it's really important for us to pay attention to that. And, you know, why is a spirit bear coming to us at this time? And this podcast, it's not just about or for Indigenous people. If you ask Megan, this is about everybody. An Indigenous future is for everyone. An Indigenous future is, you know, an anti-capitalist future where we take care of the earth for the longevity of the health and happiness and wellness of all plant and animal relatives. And that includes people whose ancestors were settlers to this land. And all over the globe, we have instances of, of colonization we should be returning stewardship of land to Indigenous folks. A huge part of that is because Indigenous folks have hundreds of years of experience of taking care of land and relatives in a right relation that is healthy and well. Currently, settler descendants' 400-year experiment of taking care of the land has ended us in climate chaos. It's important for everyone because a future where we can care for the earth and care for each other really is going to rely on Indigenous knowledge and histories, and, and we have to start being willing to work on a future of those methods together. Will we ever see something like a spirit bear again? Well, we don't know the advancement of technology, it helps. How helpful to you guys are the trail cams of other people? Because that's what this was. The cougar was not a cougar, but that's how it was captured. The image, how important are those trail cameras for you guys? I think they just keep growing in importance, honestly, especially for documenting these really unique individual like this or when a cougar or a lynx or some other really rare species in the state shows up. More and more people are using them. They're out in the woods longer as the technology progresses. And it's making us a lot more effective at documenting them when they show up. So whether they're hunters or people that just like to put out trail cameras and and monitor things, When they submit photos, they're helping us out, and it's become an invaluable tool. For some people, seeing the spirit bear was novel. It's fun because of how rare it is. But for the indigenous people here in Michigan and beyond, it's so much more than that. It's not only a signal, it is a signal that should be respected. Thank you to both Megan Pizer and Cody Norton for sharing their knowledge with us today. This podcast would not be possible without the work of our digital team. Check out www.jnewsradio.com for the top local news stories on demand 24-7. Do you have questions, comments, or concerns about the Daily J? We want to hear them. Send us an email to dailyj at odyssey.com. That's dailyj at a-u-d-a-c-y.com. 
Our theme music is written and produced by Ozone Music and Sound in Southfield. I'm Zach Clark, and this is The Daily J. Thanks for listening. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.